Welcome to the Healing Trauma Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Coven. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and this podcast is all about hope and recovery. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm going to share a conversation I really enjoyed having with psychotherapist Monica Voigt. And Monica is a therapist that lives in Mexico, and she's going to share her own journey of trying to heal complex trauma personally and what that was like for her, as well as starting to navigate professionally uh, wanting to help others with trauma. So it's a, it's a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Monica. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Monique. Lovely to be here with you. I'm looking forward to our conversation uh, with you. I know you're going to be talking a little bit about your, your own personal uh, history with, with complex trauma and healing, and um, you are a therapist, so I love it when professionals can, can really um, talk about um, complex trauma from um, a place of experience, like real experience. It's, it's, um, it's wonderful. So uh, I guess we can start with how did you get into this type of work? Okay. So yes, um, I've had um, my own healing journey of feeling very broken all my life. Um, I have had a complex um, childhood with a lot of violence, and I always knew that I needed help with um, with myself, you know, with my world. And so I was trying to find a way to live without fear and suffering and um, deep pain. And so that kind of led me to finding this work and finding my purpose today. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you talk a little bit more about, because um, I know you said feeling, um, I guess it's feeling stuck and broken or that that sense of that I got from what you were saying. Um, so can you talk about that? Like, what was that? experience like for you? Yes. So um, I have a history of therapy decades. Um, I'm 56 and I feel like I've been in therapy for ages. And um, it was very helpful, but the symptoms kept getting worse and I had no breakthroughs. And um, so I also went to look into medi um, medication and um, all kinds of help, um, my gut issues started to come up a lot more and I don't remember much of my childhood. And so I finally ended up getting a master's hoping to find answers, but I took all these courses and researched and um, just spent all this time and I kept feeling stuck and real broken. So, yeah. Yeah, that, um, I, I get that because I think that's so common with, um, with survivors is that we've, we've had this childhood of um, pain and suffering. And then we think that we are, um, you know, away from it, but yet we still find ourselves feeling 
the same way. And cognitively, it may not make sense at all. And uh-huh. so we look, we look for these ways, um, you know, anything that we could do um, in terms of therapy and different modalities and just different ways to learn how to not be in pain, really. Um, and yet, if, if the work is not really trauma-informed, it can feel like we're just, we're just missing. We're missing, we're missing what we need and we can feel very stuck. Yes. Yes. And, and it wasn't only that for me, I kept um, not only feeling stuck, but I kept on repeating patterns and attracting all these violent people in my life. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Actually that, that's, that's a whole other thing. I would love to talk about that because, (laughs) you know, um, that's just it. Why, Okay, I'll bring it up now. Why do you why do you think that you were attracting perhaps um you know, people with these certain patterns? Yeah, well, um so as I said, I I've, I've spent like a journey um a healing like finding trying to find people who actually understand um trauma and um didn't have a lot of luck with that, but um I did realize at a point um, and see that I became very um, dissociated when I was young. Um, I became hypervigilant, very highly sensitive, and I learned to become invisible or um, very anxious or very dissociated, but avoidant. So all my history during my childhood, I grew up with um, extreme physical abuse for very many years. Um, and there was also sexual abuse and alcoholism at home. Um, so my world became a war zone and my sole purpose was to survive and protect my sisters and my father from being killed. So I really didn't ever have, um, like to answer your question, I didn't really have, I didn't have role models um, or safe relationships, it was never safe. And um, I learned later that because I hadn't healed my own trauma as and it was in different states of my own trauma in my nervous system, I kept attracting people that were wounded as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a lot. Um, I'm so sorry that you, uh, that you had to have such a horrible, um, you know, experience growing up and many people can, can relate to that. But, um, uh, I just want to acknowledge that I'm, you know, I, I'm sorry. And I, I, I feel for you and I'm, I'm so glad as we're going to be talking about that you were able to get, um, a sense of understanding and a sense of healing. So, um, okay. So, uh, you said that you would you were seeking help uh, in different ways. They weren't so helpful. Different type of healing or healer healers, really. So, can you give us a little snapshot of what your kind of healing journey looked like? Yes, yes. So, um, in order to go through that, I just want to um, fill in. Um, my mother died when I was five years old, and. Um, I have two younger sisters and I became the oldest and my father remarried um, and had a stepmother and she was very violent. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so I knew that at a very young age, I needed help. Um, I went on to study psychology as part of my healing journey and looking for answers. And um, sadly, they don't teach, um, or at least back then when I took psychology, um, nobody teaches trauma about trauma. And so I had no answers. And um, But I did get a lot of help because I was sent to uh, 12-step groups and adult children of alcoholics and codependency, um, no more and all that stuff. And so I did have like... um, an experience of people talking about talking my same language. And so I facilitated groups for many years and um, still found that I kept on attracting um, difficult relationships and had trouble in relationships myself. And my um, symptoms kept increasing. So I started I started going down a real bad spiral. So I got married and then um, divorced and um, then remarried again. And in the middle of that, I took a master's degree in psychotherapy, hoping to find more answers. And it wasn't, um, I didn't, they didn't teach us trauma there either. But I did take a violence class where I froze and had an experience. And that led me to... Um, Bessel van der Kolk's work and Peter Levine and um, and all that good stuff. So I had all this training, um, Monique, but nothing was changing. And I had all this therapy and nothing was changing. And it wasn't until um, I found a trauma-informed practitioner and, um, and started healing my trauma from a bottom-up approach and somatically. And that just um, started bringing things into everything started to make sense. Mm. So, yeah. 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 I'm just thinking, um, you know, while you were studying and learning all about the different modalities, it was really all about, you know, what's going on in the head and, and all these different um, models. And, and yet you could see that it's not, it wasn't really touching. You, you were hoping that it would be able to, re- you would be able to relate it to your own experience. Uh, and, you know, psychology, uh, psychotherapy, this is the place, right? And yet Mm -hmm. it was almost like, no, (laughs) you weren't. I'm so, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, um, even as we speak today, there's, um, there's a profound, um, I don't even know how to say it, but well, I, I, and I, I also did not mention I'm, I'm Mexican and I live in Mexico. So we, we're not as far ahead in science and, and in all this um, trauma world. Um, but it was very sad and very um, hopeful at the same time to see that all this existed and, and I could never get help. And it, it breaks my heart still. Yeah. No, I know. I, yes. I, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, I had someone say to me uh, when I shared that I had seen um, a psychiatrist trying to get help, you know, the expert and, um, you know, her never once mentioning complex trauma or trauma, not even PTSD. Mm-hmm. When I walked in with Judith Herman's uh, book about um, PTSD um, and saying, I think this is what I have. And, um, 
what this person said to me was, wow, that must have been extremely re-traumatizing for you. And at the oh. time, I, I hadn't put the words to it, but yeah, because our entire childhood is about we want to be able to access help and there isn't any. There's no way out. And I know for many of us, we try to get help. We didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to get help through the professional community, uh, mental health, mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting it. Over mm -hmm. and over again, I was like showing and talking about what's going on in my body and in my mind. And it, they weren't listening. They weren't hearing. But mm -hmm. that's not because they didn't want to, it's because they weren't trauma informed yet. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yet. I so, love the yet. Yeah. I, I, me too. I, I love, love the yet. yet. Yeah. I love the yet yes. too. Um, and I you want, know what? I, okay. There, remind me to get back to something that I'm wondering if the listen, the listeners are going to want to know more about something you mentioned. Yes. And related to that, you know, there, um, I've had to battle with my own like, um, therapist shame because, I have helped people before and I wasn't trauma informed and we were doing the best we could, right. you know, but um, right. this has totally changed. Yes. Right. And also the re-traumatizing part was huge for me, um, Monique, because I had all this information in my head and now and, and it, it just made it worse because it was like, okay, so now, now what do I do with this? Of course, I was very anxious and avoidant. So became like an island and asking for help. I, I learned to do everything on my own, you know, classic avoidant and not asking for help. So a huge part of my healing has been learning to ask for support and um, definitely with the trauma informed person. Um, definitely. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah, No, I'm glad you did. So I was going to mention when you were talking about um, a little bit about um, your healing journey and you mentioned something about being in university, I think, and you were standing up in class or you were in class and you froze. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, that experience? And then you said, and it led me to Bessel van der Kolk's work. So, yes, yes. So actually I was in my master's um in, in psychotherapy and it was the last class and I was desperate looking for answers. I was in a very abusive marriage. And um, so I was going to deliver my paper, my project on um, violence. And I was an overachiever, an A plus plus student. And I froze. <laughs> I literally froze and um, I could hear my classmates, come on, Mon. And I was like, I, I just, I, mm -hmm. I couldn't talk. And I lit, I heard the teacher in the background say, um, let her be, she's having a flashback and, um, she's having a memory. And I thought, oh my, and just mentioning right in right now makes my sense chills. Mm -hmm. Um, but that led me, um, to look into a lot more violence and abuse. And then I bumped into the ACE scores, um, adverse child experiences. And I had never seen that. And it was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And then I read Bessel van der Kolk's book and that just did it. It was like, okay, this is my language. This is what's happening. This, mm. this totally makes sense. I'm okay. And I broke down and, um, for a long time and, um, just and from there, I started to um, look for a trauma-informed um, practitioner, 
And so that was and has been a complete turnaround. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, you know, why don't you tell us why, like what was different about having a trauma-informed practitioner? What was, what was it about that? So the first thing that um, comes to my mind is um, the sense of safety that, um, that um, comes into the relationship with a practitioner and just feeling safe in my body, which I had never Mm -hmm. experienced ever, never, Mm -hmm. ever. And so, um, well, as you know, you know, you start bringing safety into the body and then um, you start to be able to see um, all these parts that come up and not that not be engulfed or, distressed or um, by the suffering and the pain, not be hijacked um, by it, but now having enough security to be able to sit with it and walk through it and process it and integrate it. And so I was starting to have like completion on unfinished Mm -hmm. um, trauma. And, um, and it just, I saw it happen immediately, which was extremely powerful and um, so it's just been a complete turnover since then. Oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, wonderful. Yes. You know, after you've, got, you've gone through so many, so many years of, um, I don't want to say the wrong therapy because, you know, I, I now believe that, you know, it's helpful anyway because there's pieces of it that, that, that are helpful. Um, but but what, you, what you really want is that validation of what, is going on with me now, what happened then, understanding, like you said, completing what wasn't completed um, somatically, and um, having someone really validate your experience, like really validate your experience. Changes everything. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you know, I and I totally agree with you with the top down therapies with the cognitive. I I mean, I have once I in my experience, once you um, do somatic work, then the cognitive work takes on a whole new other um, understanding and they beautifully fit together, yeah. you know, but, but I do firmly, I do strongly believe that. Um, I mean, I had people all my life saying, move on, you know, um, what is wrong with you? Just think about a different thing, you know, all those things. And it was, I kept telling them, no, it's in my body. It's in my body, but nobody understood. So <laughs> yes, the bot, the bottom up, the, for me is, is, has been a different foundation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I guess how has, um, being trauma informed for yourself, how has that changed your life and your, like your professional life? Okay. So, um, well, when I studied the um, nervous system, um, I studied nervous system and um, it gave me the polyvagal theory just is beyond amazing. And then I um, got into Deb Dana's work with the systemic um, mapping and tracking your nervous system. And so once I did that, it gave me agency over my life. I had like a control, you know, of where I could go and get out of different um, survival states or, um, hyper, aroused or hypo, um, aroused. And so I started to feel real safe inside and for just 
few moments, but they started growing more and more. And I understood it like embodiment, Monique. It, it was like, oh my gosh, this is what embodiment really means, you know? Mm -hmm. It's coming back into your body and being present. And that was impossible for me. So yep. yes, this work has, because it gives me um, a sense of where I'm at. Yeah. You know, I'm not lost. And because I suffered, <clears throat> excuse me, because I suffered so much trauma in my, you know, at an early age, my mother dying um, so young, I've had a life full of trauma. And a lot of times for me, it's like, what is real for me? You know, I, I never knew what was real, what was my truth, what was my um, intuition, my reality. And um, somatically and polyvagal theory and all this trauma-informed work um, has really brought a sense of identity, my truth back, if I can say it that way. So um, I'm just really enjoying my life today. You know, my relationships are different. I have a small community of people. Um, and most of all, I'm, I really... Um, cherish feeling safe and yeah. being able to see life in such a different way mm -hmm. and experience it and experience it over pr oh, yeah. primarily. Yeah. I think, um, you know, under all these things that we think we want, especially for those of us who've lived chronically uh, unsafe um, in this sympathetic or, you know, disassociated place, more than anything, we just want to feel that safety that you're talking about because mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't seem familiar. And so, oh, I'm so glad to hear that, that, um, that that's, that's become your experience. Um, and yeah. that's what, that's what healing is about is becoming a little bit more safer in your body. And, uh, that's what we mean by being embodied. Cause we hear the word a lot embodied. It's being able to stay present and, um, and just be okay in that, in, in your life. Um, of course, it's not all the time. Um, I know. <laughs> but, but it's uh, it's a lot more often. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, yes. Yeah, so it becomes more and more familiar, you know, like the feeling safe has become um, more familiar. I mean, I was terrified of, of feeling safe, of being calm. I couldn't be calm, you know, I couldn't. Um, be present. I was always escaping. Of um, course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, so sorry. <clears throat> it's okay. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, of course, you know, and, and, and the part that um, is, is sad and I want to encourage listeners about is that often we blame ourselves. What's wrong with me? Why can't I just stay um, present or why, you know, look at, look at the life you have now. Aren't you grateful or all of these things? And then they add more blame, but my goodness, you know, if you've lived in that kind of chaos and that kind of, um, unpredictability, your nervous system is doing this. It's learned, it's been shaped to, to get away. And so that's what it's learned. It's these patterns. And, and as we learn about our nervous system and the way that it, like you said, it's very predictable. It has these predictable places that it goes. And as we become more familiar with it, we can learn how to take care of our nervous system. And, and, and it just makes us feel, as you said, um, we have a map, we feel a little bit more in control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. And I think that also it's like for me, um, 
like today, I mean, just doing this podcast, which I wanted to mention, um, thank you for the invite. Um, and of course I was completely triggered, um, <laughs> and went through, uh, terrifying, um, body experiences like a couple of days ago, just, um, thinking about telling my story and sharing it. And because like you said, you know, I, um, we, our nervous system develops these, um, behaviors, adaptive behaviors to protect us. And so I, it's hard for me to be seen. Yep. It's hard to, for me to be heard. And so I really appreciate this Monique because I wanted to share that mm -hmm. um, this has been a really huge disconfirming experience for me. And um, I am so grateful that you're walking through it with me on here and Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I am with you in it. Yeah. I'm with you in it. And, that, and that's the thing, you know, we, um, that's really how we change. It's like, it's uncomfortable, but it's when we show the nervous system, a, like you said, disconfirming experience. So if we are terrified of being seen and heard because we were not allowed or it was dangerous, we were going to be in trouble if we did course our nervous system is going to say don't go on the podcast do not and it will put up every kind of fight and it will tell you it's dangerous and you'll feel all kinds of energy there uh, you know that urgency don't 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 but when we go and we do it um i like what deb dana talks about you know you bring perception to neuroception oh yes and, yeah and then you do it and you see I shared and it was okay. You've just created a brand new experience in your nervous system that's going to be in that filing system. And it's going to know that, hey, speaking my truth and sharing my stories is okay. And then you might be able to do it again and again. So I think <laughs> I thank you for showing up with, with courage, even though this was really uncomfortable. Yes. And I have, thank, I have you to thank. So yay. <laughs> I, that's great. I always love it when trauma survivors are healing and they're they're. I'm just like, I'm cheering you on. <laughs> so it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It feels, it feels so supportive. And Good. also finding like-minded people that speak, um, you know, a language that I can understand because it is a different language um, yep, for me. It it's, it's a very different language for me. So yeah. It, it's yeah. totally a different language. And uh, completely. Yeah. And I look forward to the day when the world is going to understand this language and understand the lenses when you see a person and you think, oh, you know, they're so like this or that and not understanding like, you know, there's a story behind there and there's something going on inside of them. And, you know, we never know the story behind what's presenting itself. And so, yeah, look forward to that day, but we're seeing it bit by bit. It's changing. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is, this is part of our work, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Monica, is there anything else before we end this, this, this conversation? Is there anything else you want to add about things you've shared or? Um, I no, I feel good. <laughs> I feel good where we're at. Good. Um, I just um, am very grateful for the work people do in the trauma-informed world and grateful for your work, Monique. Um, it's because people like you are out there that I can show up with more courage, <laughs> feeling supported and feeling understood. And um, like you said, you know, to continue um, sharing and helping people heal. Um, 
trauma in like from bottom up ways and somatically um, and help them find their life and their purpose back. Yeah. So, yeah. That's wonderful. So tell us, Monica, how can people, if they want to learn more about your work, how can they get in touch with you? So for now it's um, through Instagram at um, psych Monica Vogt. And um, I'm going to be putting up a website soon. Um, Okay. I do have, I have a, I offer a healing um, roadmap for people and um, I teach them nervous system and attachment and we work with parts and boundaries and thoughts and um, also how to find your purpose and get you back on track. So I'm really excited to be doing that. My work, um, the work that I'm doing right now is in Spanish. Um, I'm trying to reach like the Spanish speaking world as well. And, but also do English. So that's where I'm at right now. Lovely. Okay. And I'll put your information in the show notes. So thank you again, Monica. Thank you, Monique, for having me. It was lovely. What can trauma recovery coaching offer? It can offer a safe place to feel supported and encouraged. You'll also learn about your nervous system and how to feel more regulated through the practice of somatic tools to regulate your nervous system. You'll learn the importance of boundaries and you will learn about inner child work, self-compassion, how to deal with those feelings of stuckness, and so much more. To find out more about my trauma recovery coaching options, you can reach me on my website at www.cptsdcoach.com. You can also visit me on Instagram and Facebook at cptsdcoach. 